It's a mailbag Friday on the podcast. Going to answer a variety of questions, including some about how the Braves should handle resting players down the stretch. What does that look like? Got some about the offseason as well. We got a lot to cover on today's episode of Lockdown Braves. So let's get into it. You are locked on Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on social media at shortstopball. Make sure you follow the podcast there as well at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. We're so close to 7,000 subscribers, trying to reach that by the postseason. I think we're about 30, 40 away uh, from getting that done. If you're doing that or if you're there already and watching this video, hit that thumbs up button. I promise you it helps out the video when you do that. And that's just one way that you can support us here at Locked on Braves. Thank you so much for all of you who do support me here and make Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. Big shout out to Randy Hibbs, Lori Lee, GA, Elmo, Whitdog, and Jeffrey Humphreys, who let me know on the last podcast that they are an everydayer. If you're an everydayer, let me know down in the comment section below. Another way you can help support the show, utilize one of our many great sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $5 and to get $200 in bonus bet. Bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. All right, we got a busy podcast as we typically do on Fridays. It's our mailbag episode. We got a wide range of questions as we typically do, but a lot of them focusing on how the Braves are going to handle things down the stretch. So again, with a lot of questions and thank you so much as always for submitting those. They're always great. But I'm going to go ahead and go through these. I haven't really prepped on a lot of these. So uh, forgive me if I need to do a little bit of research while I go through some of these questions, because there's just so many of them. I uh, didn't have time to prep for all of them, but Joey Milby has a couple here. He says, does Oakland have any young studs we should keep an eye on for next season? I don't think so. I think we've pretty much gotten everything uh, that they have to offer right now, unless they want to start giving us some of our prospects back. But I don't see a deal happening with Oakland this offseason unless it's for some type of pitcher, uh, reliever maybe. Uh, but, yeah, I think, we, I think everybody has pretty much uh, gotten everything out of Oakland that they could have. Another one from Joey, non-Braves, but the AL looks like a crapshoot. The Rays, Orioles, Astros, Rangers, and Mariners have all looked like the class of the league at times, but also at times like teams that won't make the playoffs. Who do you think makes it into the playoffs, and who is your favorite to win it? And that's a good question, something I was thinking about the other day. I don't know who really scares me the most out of the American League. I guess with the way the Astros are playing right now and they're the defending champs, you know, if they get on a roll, I think maybe they're the team that scares me the most. Mariners pitching, I think, could be really scary. They could be, you know, one of the few pitching staffs that I think might be able to slow down this Braves offense for, you know, three, four games in a series. So I think they scare me a little bit. I, I don't know that the Orioles or Rays scare me all that much um, in a seven-game series. I just don't know that they have the pitching. You know, the Rays have lost, you know, just – been glutton in their pitching staff this year. It's just, you know, tough for them. And I don't think the Orioles pitching staff is necessarily good enough uh, to hold down the Braves. So I don't know that 
either one of those two teams scare me a lot, even though they're leading the American League. I, I think if I had to to pick right now with the way the Astros are playing and the Mariners, too, as hot as they are, they may be the two most dangerous teams. And then the Rangers, I think they're maybe the one team that has the offense that could keep up with the Braves. So maybe one of those AL West teams, everybody looking to the Orioles and Rays because they have the best record. But I think maybe one of those AL West teams, if they get hot at the right time, might be the scariest opponent from the American League. And Joey also asked, if this is the last go-around for Morton, do you think Alex brings brings in a big name or even anyone to replace him? We could go with Freed, Strider, Elder, and then two of Wright, Soroka, Vines, Winans, A.J. Smith-Shaver, Schuster at some point, Schwellenbach, Waldrop, and or Ian Anderson. So if Morton walks... I think, and I don't, I haven't looked to see who's available on the market. If Morton does decide to hang it up, um, I, I think, I think Alex would go out and get another veteran. Um, it's just always kind of been the thing that he's done in Atlanta. They haven't always worked out as good as Charlie Morton has, but I, I would not be surprised if he went out and got a veteran, you know, on a one, two year deal. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, I don't know if Clayton Kershaw would ever leave. The Dodgers, I think his contract's up, but maybe something like that. Somebody towards the end of their career, you give them a, a high, you know, AAV, 15, 20 million for a one-year deal, maybe a two-year deal or one year with an option, something like that. It would not surprise me if Alex went out and still did something like that if Morton were to leave. Cavs Buckeye says, how can the Braves utilize Brad Hand effectively in a three-batter minimum world and I, I responded to this on Twitter for realizing it was a mailbag question but uh, the simple answer is you bring him in with two outs in an inning to face a a lefty who you know the other team is not going to take out and then at that point Brad Hand has to get that lefty out because you really don't want him facing a righty you could also if it's in the fifth sixth inning where you know teams are probably less likely to make uh, you know a lot of changes uh, and a lot of pinch hitters uh, in the middle of the game, you could bring him in in an inning where maybe a couple of lefties are coming up uh, to get through that inning facing a couple of lefties. I think that's one way that you could use him, but I see them mostly using him, you know, to get a big lefty out to end an inning. Uh, so that's how I think you most effectively use Brad Hand. Coach Pannon's film supplier says, if you were Alex Anthopoulos, you only have five moves, picking up options, trades, free agent signings to make this offseason what are they? I pick up the Charlie Morton option. Um, I know maybe some people might not agree with that, but if Morton wants to come back, that's what I do. As far as trades and free agent signings, I haven't really looked that far ahead. I'll go ahead and tell you this now. I think it's going to be a pretty boring offseason for the Braves. I don't think there's going to be a lot of work to do. If Morton does walk, then I think that may be the biggest thing is just replacing Morton with another veteran. Um, so I don't think there's going to be a lot to do this offseason. I think it would be primarily just bringing in, you know, added depth, maybe bringing in some more um, depth in the, the starting rotation as we saw how much that's needed this year. So I, I don't think there's a lot of moves to make this year. I'd be surprised if they make five significant moves. There are a lot of options. You know, you got Rosario. Uh, they already took care of the Travis Star. No one. You got Charlie Morton. We talked about already, so they do have a lot of you know player options, team options, Kirby Yates uh, that they have to make decisions on. But outside of that, I don't see them making too many big splashes 
uh, whether through free agency or trades this offseason. But we'll obviously get more into that once the season wraps up. Bellfire says, what would manager Jake do to have his team ready to go for the divisional round of the playoffs after a couple of weeks of not as meaningful games in a week of no games? And this is the big question right now. And again, it's it's something we've talked about on here before and discussed a lot. And I don't I don't think anybody has the perfect answer to it. We've been talking about this for years, as far as I can remember covering baseball. If it were me and you're asking manager Drake, Jake, what would I do? I would take these next two weeks before the final week of the season and I would rest guys. I, I'd give Riley a day off. I'd give Olsen a day off if he's willing. I'd take, you know, Arcia. I'd give everybody a day off. Uh, I would do that over the next week or two. And I'd put Ronald and, and Olsen in the DH spot, you know, wherever I could. If they wanted to keep their 162-game streak intact, I'd put them in the DH spot several times over the last few weeks. But for the next two weeks, that's what I would do. I, I would rotate, giving guys days off here and there to get them rested. That full week before the end of the season, I play everybody every day. Uh, I want them getting as many as advanced to make sure that they have their timing as much as they can before that full week off. That full week off, what I would do, Manager Jake here, I'd play simulated games. I'd call up guys from the minor leagues, whatever it took. You know, I'd have Spencer Strider. If you're going to – I wrote an article on Braves today, yesterday, on how I think they should handle the rotation the rest of the way to get guys ready and, and also get them rested for the postseason, um, essentially skipping them. I think there's a question about this, so I'm not going to answer it here, but – um, you know, making sure that Max Fried's lined up to start the last game of the year. If that's the case, then Strider and Morton almost have to throw, you know, some sort of live simulated game during that off week. Otherwise, they're going to have almost two weeks off between the end of the regular season or not two weeks. It'd be about 10 days between their final start in the regular season till their start in the NLDS. That's just too much time in my mind you know, with a, a player or a pitcher, you know, getting out of routine and not pitching. So I think during those off days, I'd have my starters throw in a simulated game. I'd have uh, my batters facing, facing them and, you know, in live BP, I'd call up some of the young guys, you know, who maybe need some more innings from the minor league level to, to throw live, you know, BP to these guys, something to simulate game experience to keep their timing. Um, that's how I would handle it. You know, those, you got the the day the season ends on that Sunday. You know, maybe you give them off day on that Monday, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm playing simulated games every day. Then maybe give them another off day on Friday, and then the NLDS starts on that Friday, which or on that Saturday, which is just absurd. I don't want to go into you know my whole soapbox here about how the off days for this playoff format are just hideous and just terrible. There just cannot be that many off days between the end of the regular season and when the postseason starts, they got to find a way to narrow that down. But that's how I would handle it. I'd take those Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'd play simulated games. I'd have Strider, Morton, Elder, you know, pitch in those simulated games. I'd have them hit all my hitters, you know, facing live batting practice, practice, trying as much as possible to keep that timing in check for hitters and to keep pitchers, you know, on on schedule as well so that they don't get rusty. So that's how I would handle it. And I think that's going to be the biggest key for Brian Snicker and the Braves here down the stretch. How do they decide to handle it? What's their game plan? So great question there. Again, I don't know that anybody has the perfect answer to it, but that's how I would handle it. Let me know if you would agree or what you would do 
during this long stretch that the Braves have playing you know, somewhat meaningless games and then that long you know, break they have between the regular season and the postseason. All right, got a lot more questions to get to covering a variety of different topics. We'll discuss those here next. Don't get caught unprepared when disaster strikes. Make sure you have emergency medication ready. Jace Medical can help you be prepared for those moments. Their Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. I ordered mine the other day. The process is simple. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form and, in some cases, jump on a quick call with a board-certified physician. Everyone should be empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using my code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Braves will be back in action on Friday at 6.40 p.m. Eastern as they take on the Miami Marlins. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Braves. Jumping back into your questions, Cavs Buckeyes says, can we get Ronald two to four starts at DH a week down the stretch? I need three more bombs from him, but want to get him off his feet before the playoffs. Don't think it would be a bad thing to get Azuna some rest. I agree, and we kind of discussed that with the last question, I'd have Ronald in that DH spot, you know, once or twice a week at least to get him off his feet and allow him to continue to to pile up those numbers that, you know, I, I think he wants to get to. We all want to see him get to to help him also in that MVP race. But, yeah, I'm right there with you. I want to see him at least get those three more bombs at that 40 mark. If he were to do that, well, maybe then we talk about giving, giving him an off day. But I think at the very least he needs to be in that DH spot you know, several times a week here down the stretch. Ron Chung, will Kyle have enough starts to be ready for the postseason? How soon do you think Jesse Chavez will be back? Uh, Jesse Chavez struck out the side at Gwinnett last night, so I think he is certainly, you know, it's his second appearance. He's probably going to need at least two more and maybe have to go back-to-back days. Um, but I think he could be back, you know, realistically next week um, sometime. We'll see if they actually give him a little bit more leash because he's been out or not leash, but say if they actually give him a little bit more time because he's been out for so long that, you know, usually those take a little bit longer rehab stints to come back. As for Kyle Wright, does he have, will he have enough starts to be ready for the postseason? It's a two part answer to this. Yes. I think he'll have enough starts to be ready to be on the postseason roster. How those starts go will determine what type of role he has on the postseason roster. But I think he has, I think he'll have enough innings and starts under his belt to be, you know, stretched out, you know, back ready uh, to be on the postseason roster. But again, how he looks and how that goes will determine what type of role that he has. Um, all right, this next one's one that I'm going to have to do some research on here for just a second. So bear with me. But uh, this one coming from Baltimore, a Braves fan. He says, are any of the following pitchers under contract next season? And would you want them back? Do you still Uh, Do any still have options? So give me just a second. Let me look up Braves uh, future payroll on baseball reference. And I'll look up some of these pitchers uh, because he references a lot of them. uh, And I just can't keep up with who all is under contract. But the first one is is Nick Anderson. And my understanding with Nick Anderson is that it was a one-year 
deal uh, that they brought him in on. So I believe he is a free agent after the season. Uh, so I don't think the Braves will be bringing him back. Michael Tonkin um, is still under control of arbitration, but he is out of options. I do know he is out of options. So uh, Braves would have to keep him on, uh, you know, keep him on the big league roster or they could lose him. Uh, Alan Winans, he's under, you know, arbitration control for a while. Uh, ben Heller is as well, but I think he is out of options after this season. I think they've used the last of his options. Uh, Jackson Stevens, they, they signed him to a minor league deal for this year. Uh, so they'd have to re-sign him again after the season, I believe. Um, baseball reference shows him still under arbitration. Uh, Torinos is still under arbitration, but out of options. Colby Allard, I believe, is out of options at this time, but still under team control. Um, Litke, I'm not sure on Litke. I think he is, I think he is out of options. Um, yeah, he's gone after the season, Lucas Litke. So, uh, as far as those guys that I would bring back, if you could get Nick Anderson back for another year, I would. Um, you know, Tonkin I could could come or go. I think he's replaceable. Winans is there as good depth. I would definitely hang on to him. Heller as well. I think uh, he's shown some good stuff. Stevens, you know, can come or go. Great guy, great clubhouse guy, but can be replaced. Torinos can go, in my opinion. Allard there, you know, is good minor league depth, but if he's out of options, I don't know that you can hang on to him on the 40-man roster. Um, so, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of decisions with those guys. I think all those guys – are replaceable, but they're they're there for great depth. Uh, I'd rather I would like to see more of Winans and see him get more of an opportunity in the rotation. Cass Buckeye says it's it seems like opposing fans hate Acuna an unhealthy amount. Why I get disliking rivals, but the stuff you see about him said casually is absurd. Um, yeah, I don't I, I don't understand it, and I think it's I think it's hit or miss. I think a lot of people love Ron Acuna Jr. I mean, he got the most. Most votes for the All-Star game, I mean, those aren't all just coming from Braves fans. That's coming from fans who recognize he's the best player in the game. Now, maybe they recognize he's the best player, but they still don't like him and don't like rooting for him. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's difficult as a Braves fan to say because, look, Ronald is, you know, he has a flair, uh, and that can rub people the wrong way, you know, with all his celebrations, his celebrations on his home run trots, all of that. I could get how that could rub some people the wrong way, you know, it'd be somewhat hypocritical for me to, to sit here and say that, you know, I, I understand, I don't understand how people don't like that. And then I was one of those guys that hated Bryce Harper for a while for doing that type of stuff. And now, you know, Ronald's kind of changed my, my tune on that and, you know, let the kids just have fun. So I think it's probably, you know, some of that, I think if Acuna were on a, another team, if he were on, uh, you know, say he were on the Mets, I, I think Braves fans would be booing him just as hard and hating on him just as much, even if they do respect and and realize how great of a talent he is. So uh, I think that's all you know part of it. And look, Braves fans are going to have to get used to being hated because that's what just happens when you're good. And the Braves are good right now, and fans uh, are going to start hating that. They hate success. You know that's why everybody hates the Yankees because they've had so much success. It really has nothing to do with the players or the team in general. It's just. Everybody hates the Yankees because you're supposed to because they've been so good for so long. You know, everybody hates the Astros right now for for other reasons, but also just because they've been so good and they've had so much success. So 
with success comes, you know, people wanting to, to tear you down and just hate on you for no real good reason uh, other than they're just jealous. So Brace fans, Acuna in general, are going to start getting a lot of that. Hunter said, should Snit uh, make Ronnie DH every day until the playoffs start or give him days off? We talked about that. I definitely think he should get some days at the DH spot. Eric8504 says, teams have been running on us a lot lately. Do you think the pitching staff is not doing a good job holding on the runners? How can we fix that before the postseason? Um, yes, I think a lot of it, a lot of the stolen bases have to do with pitchers not being great, particularly the relievers not being great at holding runners on. I also think anytime Travis Darnot is back there, teams are more apt to run wild, and he's been catching a lot of games more recently. So I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's teams don't respect Travis Darno's arm behind the plate, and I think pitchers, particularly the relievers, just do not do a good job of holding runners on. I think Sean Murphy's going to catch every game in the postseason, so I think that's going to be one way to help that a little bit. Uh, Eric also said, I believe in the postseason we should put Wright and A.J. in the bullpen. For example, if Morton has to be pulled in the third inning, Wright or A.J. can get you three innings, which would help the bullpen. What are your thoughts? I'm right there with you, uh, and I've said that as much over the last couple of pods, podcasts or recently. Uh, I would have both of those guys in the bullpen, um, you know, to kind of bridge that gap. If, you know, somebody gets hurt early or somebody just doesn't have it that day, you can bring in a right, you can bring in an A.J. smith Shaver. They can give you multiple innings to kind of save the bullpen and hopefully keep you in a game if needed to and just bridge that gap to the back end. So I'm definitely on board with that. Justin, who do you see as the last reliever on the postseason roster? I think it might be Jesse Chavez at this point. If he's able to to come back, um, you know, I think he he could slip in. You know, that maybe one of the last spot. I think he's not a guy that's necessarily a lock at this point, just because he may need more time uh, to prove himself back at the big league level after his rehab stint ends. So, I think he may be that last guy on right now. I wanted to see A.J. Smith-Shawver on there. I know we just talked about it, but they just optioned him without even using him and giving him an opportunity, and so now they can't bring him up for 15 days. So I don't know that he is on the postseason roster or even going to be given that opportunity. Uh, we talked about Kyle Wright. I, I think maybe he's on there as well. So those are probably the last couple of guys you're looking at putting on that roster. Uh, Pedro says, should Snicker consider skipping any of Freed, Strider, and Morton next week against the Phillies because of the fact the Braves may play them again in the DS two weeks later? Uh, three times in one month span. Yes. So this is what I wrote about on Braves today, uh, yesterday. I, I would skip all three of them in this upcoming Phillies series, which is when they would be on rotation to pitch again. I would not pitch them against the Phillies again. Facing a team three times in a four-week span, that heavily, in my my opinion, favors the, the hitters uh, when they're seeing pitchers that much that frequently. So – I would I would skip them in this upcoming Phillies series. I throw Kyle Wright, I throw a bullpen game, I throw Bryce Elder, but I would not throw Strider, Morton, or um, Freed in that series. I'm right there on board with you in that line of thinking. Nicholas Petrilli says, "Would you trade AJ Smith, Shaver, Von Grissom, and Owen Murphy for Mike Trout this offseason if we don't sign Max Freed?" I don't I don't know what Max Freed really. I don't, I don't know how that comes into the equation for trading for Mike Trout. I would say no. Uh, first of all, I don't even know if that's enough for Mike Trout. I don't know what his value is at this point, but uh, that's a lot of money. If money's not a con, you know, if money's not a concern, I'd probably do that deal in a heartbeat. Even though I know Trout's been dealing with a lot of injuries lately, but you know, I, I would do that deal if money's not an option. But I think money is an option, so I, I don't think that trade happens. And I, 
I still don't even know if that's enough for Mike Trout. I don't know what the value of him is right now, and I think you'd probably have to do some really good digging on the medicals to see, you know, how he's – because that contract is really long and it's a lot of money. Uh, I just – I think that's a type of contract that could triple uh, – cripple a, a franchise making that type of deal. Game acknowledger, what can Atlanta do to help ensure playoff matchup success? Um, you know, really taking that last week and strategizing, you know, who you could be going up against if you have a good idea at that point, uh, what type of players, you know, you need against the, the team starting pitching. Um, but that last week, you know, setting up the rotation and who, you know, benefits the most. Can you get another lefty? You know, if you're facing the Phillies and they got some good lefties, you know, is there another lefty option? for the bullpen that you can find at this point. So uh, I think, you know, that's what the Braves need to be looking to do down the stretch. Jeff Conrad, Conrad, not that the front office would like to listen to anyone like us, but what are your ideas you have to keep the Braves sharp over the break? We all, we already um, discussed that. I'd play sim games Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday during those off days. Ghost of 1995. It's a little early to talk about Riley and Harris being hall of famers. You assume Snicker is in the hall. Um, uh, probably not. I don't think his managerial career is going to be long enough for him to get in the, the major league hall of fame. I think he will be in the Braves, you know, hall of fame for sure, especially if he wins another world series, but I don't know if Snickers run as a big league manager would be long enough for him to get, you know, major league, you know, hall of fame consideration. So not sure about that unless he wins you know, maybe three more or, or two more world series. So three in total, uh, then maybe he gets some consideration there. I got a couple from YouTube as well that I wanted to get to. Darren Harris, could we get a live postcast with you and Grant? Would love to have conversation in the comments with you guys. With you guys, problem with that is those are supposed to be pretty short, you know, fifteen minute postcast, and we bring in a live audience that really kind of draws that out. I do expect, you know, in the postseason um, or in the off season rather, I'll go back to doing live podcasts, and I'll have Grant on sometime. So maybe we can do that then. Clashley says, do you think realistically Jesse Chavez will have enough time to get some reps in the final stretch and make the postseason roster? I do. Uh, if he start, if he keeps pitching every other day at the AAA level, so maybe one more time uh, this weekend, maybe pitches again on Saturday and then pitches again you know, next Monday or Tuesday, I think he has to get back-to-back -back days in. Um, and I think he could you know, have, realistically have enough time to come back up for you know, the end of the regular season and get a spot on the postseason. Charles Barrera, how long do you think the alternating catchers will continue? Would love to see one of the two catchers catch fire before the postseason. There's another point I think I made earlier this week. Those last that last series of the season, I have Sean Murphy catching every day. Uh, they probably won't do that, but if he is your guy in the postseason and he's going to be catching every day, like I think he will. That last week, I have him catching pretty much every day, um, and I do think. I do think that has hurt a little bit, them continuing to flip-flop and go back and forth. I think that's hurt both guys offensively, uh, but hopefully it has kept them fresh for the postseason run here. But in my mind, if Murphy's your guy, you take that last week, and he starts pretty much every day. Maybe you take him out late, you know, the last game of the season, but I, I, I'm right there with you in that. I'd have one of them, whichever one's going to be your guy, I think it's Murphy, I'd have them catching every day. Leland Hurt says, will the rosters expand again for the postseason? Do you think we'll see Chavez in postseason play? Uh, no, in fact, they'll go back down to 26-man rosters for the postseason. And I do think Chavez, as we said earlier, I think could be the last man in. Mike Brown, who's our best choice for a setup man for the eighth inning? 
I think it's either Jimenez or Mincher. You play the matchups in the seventh or eighth. If the top of the order is coming up in the seventh inning and you have you know a lot of lefties at the top of that order, I go with A.J. Mincher there in the seventh and then save Jimenez for the right and vice or for the eighth and vice versa. So I think it just depends on matchups, whether Mincher pitches the seventh or the eighth inning. Uh, Coach Larry says, do you think Kyle Wright makes the postseason roster? I do. I just don't know what capacity yet, if it's a starter or reliever. Um, RJS uh, RJS2303 says, who's your favorite Brave of all time? Um, that would be either Angelton Simmons or Raphael for call, as I love defense and I love shortstops, hence my social media name, Shortstop Ball. If Max Freed leaves, who takes his spot? I mean, I think Spencer Strider becomes your ace. I don't know that you can replace Max Freed. What other organization have as many Hall of Fame snubs as the Braves with Andrew and Dell uh, Chief among them? I don't know. I don't pay enough attention to Hall of Fame snubs, but definitely Andrew better get in on this next ballot. I'll be really upset if he doesn't get in this next time around. So those are all the questions this week. Sorry if I ran through those kind of quickly, but wanted to get to all of them if I could, and we did. So uh, thank you so much for submitting all those questions. Next, we'll turn our attention back to the field where the Braves will be taking on the Marlins who are fighting for a playoff spot on Friday night. We'll discuss that next. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. Also, visit FanDuel.com slash PlaySafe for tools and resources to help you stay in control of the way you play. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Braves and Marlins will kick off a three-game series on Friday night at 6.40 p.m. Eastern. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Braves. On Friday night, it'll be Bryce Elder versus the veteran Johnny Cueto. Cueto's given up at least three runs in his last six starts, so hopefully the Braves' offense can take advantage of that, and he can be kind of tricky sometimes with that hesitation he has in his windup, but... Braves are obviously familiar with him as he's a veteran, and hopefully they can get to him. Bryce Elder had a lot of success down the stretch last year against the Marlins. I know their offense has been struggling lately, so hopefully he can have a lot of success there, and the Braves can maybe knock out a division opponent out of the postseason. The Marlins are right there on the cusp in the NL wild card, so they're still playing for something. Again, hopefully that keeps the Braves engaged. Hopefully Ronald can do what he does against the Marlins and just go off and put up some big numbers there. That's what I'm looking forward to this weekend uh me and grant will have the postcast coming for you over at lockdown sports atlanta on youtube and in your lockdown braves podcast feed so look out for that if anything crazy does happen this weekend but hoping for a good one for the braves taking on a division rival who has a lot to play for and looking for ron acuna jr to have a big series as well and looking forward to seeing bryce elder pitch is again i think he's going to be that fourth man in the postseason rotation so need to see him looking sharp here down the stretch Again, that game will start at 6.40 p.m. Eastern on Friday. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Braves. That will do it for this episode of the Locked On Braves. Thanks so much for making us your first listen of each and every day. Follow us on social media at LockedOn underscore Braves or follow me at ShortstopBall. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Locked On Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. 
Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 